What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kund, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Doug Newman, who's a co-founder of RPO. Welcome to the show. How's it going? It's going great, Matt. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I'm looking forward to learning more about what you're working on. For people that haven't heard of it, what are you working on? What is RPO? RPO is a resilience platform for applications that run in the cloud which uh, probably means a bunch of buzzwordy kinds of things. But fundamentally, we make it easy for organizations that run software in the cloud to recover from outages so that they can minimize downtime events when they happen. So walk me through like how, how, uh, how this works. If I was you know, using your software and I have an outage, do you ultimately, is this kind of automatic? It kind of brings it back up? Or can you kind of, if someone's listening to this, they're like, I have this problem, like walk us through a little bit of the user experience of the product. Yeah, so at a high level, what we're doing is a flavor of what people have historically called disaster recovery. So something bad has happened, you need to get your business back up online, and you want to control the timeline for making that happen, you obviously want it to happen quickly. So what we do is we connect to customers' cloud environments, and we go find everything that they're using in the cloud, and we figure out what's the right way for us to go and replicate that into a different part of the cloud. So if your production cloud environment, your cloud provider has an outage, you get hacked, somebody makes a mistake and deletes the wrong database, you can just hit one button and bring everything back online and get your business running again while you figure out how to deal with the damage. So walk me through a little bit about why you decided to start this. What's the origin story for RPO and kind of how to get started? So before RPO, I led the software engineering organization at a cloud telecom here in North Carolina. And I was the one who was pushing us into the cloud um, and vouching for the reliability of the cloud. And lo and behold, one day Amazon had an unfortunate event where an employee made a typo, took down much of the largest region of AWS and took down some of our workloads along with it. And it was a black eye for me. Um, I, I was the person who said this was good enough and I was wrong. So in the aftermath of that, we had to go and do a bunch of things to make sure that we were resilient to these kinds of events. And we recognized that, that the things we were doing were the same things that other people would need to be doing and that you really could build this once and apply it many times. And so we decided to build RPO. And 
when you so going off the last thing you just said we decided to build rpo when you decided you were going to build rpo what was like the first thing or the first couple of steps that you that you take i think a lot of people listen to this podcast they're like i want to start a company like do i raise money do i recruit people do i build an mvp etc for you like do you remember when you first started like what were the first couple of days or weeks or months like for you when you when you got started yeah, I mean, I should, I should start by saying that, that that event happened in early 2017 and we didn't start RPO until late 2018. So there was a big temporal disparity there to overcome. Um, I would say that you know, we went into this saying, hey, here's a problem that we want to solve and um, that we, this is how we want to do it. But in hindsight, I think a more methodical way to approach a startup is to go and say, this is a population of people I care about or a, a space I'm interested in doing something innovative in and then go research what pain points people really have and go find a problem. We, we lucked into this, that we knew this space and we'd had this pain and we could see that other people surely had this pain. But I've talked to so many friend founders who have built something that they thought was interesting for them and then struggled to find the market for it. So always start with, with how, what, what pain point do I witness in the real world that I can solve and go attack that? And, and then as you kind of build, uh, as you build this out, as you work on it on a day-to-day, what, what does your, your average day look like? Like, are, are you shipping code? Are you, um, you know, talking to customers, raising capital? Yeah. Um, what's a day in the life for you as you're building out RPO? So it definitely has seasons. Uh, I'd say in the early days, my co-founder and I were writing code together hand in hand. Uh, once we put the product out in the market, then then you can't you can't ignore the market. Like we have to have one of us focused on go-to-market activities pretty much all of the time. So my co-founder still gets to write code, and I'm the one that's out talking to customers, trying to figure out how we should be presenting the product, messaging it, and that kind of stuff. Uh, happens to be right now we're in a season of fundraising. So I'm probably spending the majority of my time talking to potential investors and cultivating interest in the product, which is a different kind of sales process, but still very much a sales process. Yeah. You know, it's funny how, like when you get into business, um, at the end of the day, like a lot of business is just like sales, selling people to work for you, selling people to invest, selling people, selling customers. It's funny, kind of um, it, it, lots, lots of sales. Yeah. Um, so if you were to kind of like look out into the future for RPO, you know, five, 10, 15, 20 years, take your day-to-day operations and just kind of keep doing that for a while. What does RPO look like then? Or I guess in other words, what's the big vision here and what direction are you rowing in as you, uh, as you build out the company? Yeah, so we want to be the company, the brand that that no CIO or CTO would run a cloud infrastructure without. Uh, we believe that we can build a suite of solutions that make cloud environments more resilient, um, and that we're really largely introducing a new space, kind of like security tools was five, ten years ago with respect to the cloud, and that. Um, as we carve this out and we prove the value and that companies who have regulatory compliance requirements or other reasons that they have to invest in traditional business continuity kinds of solutions, that we'll have, we'll have all those bases covered. So it's really, it's about resilience and how do we bring resilience to the cloud so that people can spend their time not engineering resilience, but instead building the stuff that differentiates their business. 
And in order to make that happen and make the vision come to life, you'll need some help, right? It takes a village to make a startup work. So my question for you is how can the forward thinking founders community help? Are you looking for customers? Are you hiring, looking for capital? You know, how, how can we assist? So uh, we're always looking for customers. Every, every startup is always looking for customers. And I would say if this community is using AWS in particular, because that's the cloud we focus on today, um, and uh, either working in a space that's regulated and you've got compliance obligations, or if you're selling a product into enterprises that give you a 180-line security questionnaire, 10 of those lines are about your RPO, your RTO, your resilience and business continuity strategies, give us a call because we'd love to help you get great answers to those uh, in short time periods. Um, so ultimately that's, that's I think how this community would certainly help. We are uh, hopefully on the cusp of closing a round of funding that would then get us into doing some hiring. And so there is certainly opportunities to come join the team and be part of what we're building here, which uh, is an early stage startup. We're in for a great ride. And if you want to experience that, uh, I promise it'll be fun. And if someone does want to learn more or, you know, check out your website, something like that, how can they find you on the internet? Do you have a website? Do you have social media, email address? How yes. can they find you online? Go to HTTPS colon slash slash RPO, which is A-R-P-I-O dot I-O. Um, and that's where you'll find all the stuff about the product. Um, and you can track me down on LinkedIn, Doug Newman spelled N-E-U-M-A-N-N. Um, and be happy to connect there and tell you more about what we're doing. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate you having me.